0: And welcome back to Inside the Pressure Cooker. Today, we're going to be talking about the mind of a chef. The delicate balance of rebellion and structure, discipline, and drive. and just straight out giving a fuck.
1: And those out there that don't. Did you play sports when you were younger?
0: Not really. The
1: reason I ask, this is kind of like something I've thought of before, is that uh, chefs kind of have this, uh, I don't know, this natural rebelliousness, right? Like you were talking about skipping school to go to the beach. I mean, that's kind of an act of rebellion, right? But at the same time, they're extremely disciplined. And one place you might learn that in, in a young age is, like, playing sports. So that's why I asked that. I didn't play sports either, like, not any more than any other kid. I didn't play on, like, leads or anything. And I didn't really get necessarily rebellious until, like, a later age. But even as a young cook, like, just very, like, very green going in, I just had this natural ability to... uh pay attention to details and, and try to be disciplined. And, and that was in a restaurant that didn't cater to those things at all. So, um, it's fun to see the juxtaposition of, of those two personality traits and chefs. They're rebels, but they're also very strict.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Um, I'm trying to think how I would phrase that. I think that's also just the kind of artistic side of the profession um, where you're just not willing to accept certain things um, that, that's dictated to you. Um, and it was honestly, it's kind of the hard part I'm at with like my kids right now. <laughs> you know, you, you I appreciate the rebellious side of of them kind of going through some of these things and and not accepting certain givens right no you have to do this And it's like why and it's like i just look at their mom i'm like oh, i need you to help me here it's, I, you know um and um yeah i've i've got a very negative view of public education um same And, and so, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, it's the rebellious side because there's so many people out there too, that are just so God, I mean, like docile and they don't want to make waves and let's just go with the flow and, you know, don't upset things. Just get in your lane, put it in second gear, put it, just go, you know, listen to your music, you know, just, you got cruise control. Everything's great. You know, and just they're content with life, no matter how shitty or how good it is, but they're not really living, being content with life in so many ways. It's just, I I mean, I don't understand that mindset. There's so many people out there where I have trouble connecting with them because I just cannot process the level of. Zero give a fuck, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's like if you care so little about all of this, like, I mean, how does your body function? Like, how, how do you have a heartbeat? As I mean, you you don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> um, you know, and there's that book that came out. You know, um, I forget what it's called again. And they, they turned it into a movie too.
1: Oh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck?
0: Yeah. Um, And I'm just like, it's not a subtle art, man. I mean, it's, there's so many people out there that's just, I mean, they can teach a master class in it, but that would require some effort, which would require giving a fuck. What's that?
1: Have you read that book? No, no. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's actually kind of interesting it's uh it's not like you shouldn't just like just don't care at all it's more about like caring about the things you can control and learning to not worry about the stuff that you can't oh, it's that... for people who give too much of a fuck <laughs> they're <No>. constantly <clears throat> i to mean, kind of break but
0: that's those are those that's for the Not for the people that, you know, how to not give a fuck. That's like, hey, how to like stop fucking freaking out and worrying about everything else in the world. I mean, there's so many people that are just like in a constant state of panic. You know, just because they woke up this morning. I mean, that's that's why the fucking the U.S. is so fucking medicated. You know, Yeah. look something up real quick. Okay, the prayer for serenity. Grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change, the courage to change the things that can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
1: <laughs> is that from AA?
0: Uh I think it's just called the Serenity Prayer. I don't know where it came from. I mean it could. But I mean Well, I understand what the AA is, dude. <laughs> Um but I mean I think I just summed up that whole book right there.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um No, I I see that book and it's just like I'm not going to try to read it, I'm not going to watch it. Um because it's just there's too many people already with that mindset that I'm just like they're so checked out with life and they're so I'm just I'm amazed at some of the people. Um, the prep cook we had at, at Barley for a long time, man, Drew? that guy worked so hard, did <laughs> not care, and I mean, I he he was a fucking unicorn in so many ways. He could have done anything he wanted, but he worked his ass off so that he. Well, I don't really know why. <laughs> um, he was, but he did not give to... a fuck.
1: <laughs> and I was just—it was again that juxtaposition. Like he—he uh, he worked really hard, and he had his own set of standards, and he would bitch constantly about how nobody else did anything. But he would purposely do that so that he could work. You know. 3 10-hour shifts a week and then just play video games the rest of his the rest of his free time. Yeah. Cuz he didn't anything.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, uh, he bragged about spending more time going home and playing video games and jacking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that's a little mu- too much, but thanks for sharing. Um and but man, completely content. With just that being his life,
1: there was no drive for anything else. Yeah, it seems to be something more rampant nowadays too. And I don't know if it's like a a generational thing or if it's like this weird shit that happened since COVID. But you know, like a lot of the cooks there's like there's no ambition at all. They don't want to get better. They don't want to learn more. They're there for a paycheck and that's it. And then they go home and play video games and jack off.
0: And I mean, I just, that's the thing. Like part of it, I don't think it was a COVID thing. I think we were getting to that point. Um, I think COVID just exposed a lot of it because a lot of old fucks like myself left. And now there's just, you know, we were carrying a lot of those other little assholes. Um, But um now that's just, it's so much more prevalent because it's just more, well, it's, just, it's more prevalent, but, and I just don't get it. And I, why I struggled so much is I, I'm, I've always been very good at being able to connect with people and that's through being able to listen to them, observe and find ways to relate. Okay. Um, But those are, I say that those are the people I wanted to work with, right? (laughs) Um, But those people that just didn't care, the amount of times where I really tried to find ways to connect with them, to find like, okay, how can I drive this person? There's like nothing there. It's like a dead soul. Yeah. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, I'm, and I would get in so much fucking trouble, whether it's just HR or people like, dude, you can't do that. You know, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like mm-hmm. apparently something triggered them because they're bitching about me now. But how do I get them to take that energy that they use to bitch about me and
1: apply that to the actual work? That would require effort and they're not about Well, but that they life.
0: showed effort.
1: <laughs>
0: they they sho- showed
1: effort in a Negative direction, and I think that's where people are—they're really focused on the negative. Yeah, I think might sound old, but I blame social media. No, I, I remember one kid. I got I any opportunity at all just to bitch, even with strangers, they'll do it.
0: I got trouble with this one kid one time, where I was like, I, I forget—I'm um, not going to name names or, or restaurants or anything, but. I was like, do I need to give you a trophy to fucking get you to do this? You know? And it's like, I mean, hey, you showed up. You want a fucking medal? How about you get through the end of the shift and you don't fuck anything up? I'll give you a trophy. Oh dude, he got fucking pissed. It's like, well, (laughs) I triggered something, you recognize it. Like, what what seriously? Like, what what is it going to take? You know, and now all they do is just bitch about you know, underpaid and all this stuff. And it's like, listen, you're underpaid because you go in with this attitude. Like, you're not magically just going to make money. And I, I mean, by not working or not putting in the effort. And it's not just in the culinary world. My wife, when where she's at, and they've done, they've been doing a bunch of hiring for uh, essentially entry level positions in this marketing part that she's part of. And people, like straight out of school, are asking for just ridiculous money. And they are so arrogant about it and ignorant to the fact that what they're asking for is completely unrealistic. And it's like, okay, I understand you've got this degree in something that's actually unrelated to the job you just applied for. And you've got no experience. You're going to require a lot of training and oversight, and but you're asking for almost as much as what I'm making, and I've been doing this for how long? Yeah. But the part that gets me is just the level of ignorance of not recognizing that that's a problem. They, they think they're entitled to that because they showed up.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, I just, I, I cannot process that mindset. I don't, I have zero ability to relate to that, to be able to find a way to connect with that individual, to be able to motivate them or talk to them.
1: Well, if it's everywhere, then it's got to be generational, right? There's a lot more focus on money and how do I get it without having to try that hard. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I don't know, I was very different, I guess, when I was younger. How I made my bones as being a leader wherever I worked was I just did whatever nasty shit no one else wanted to do, and I did it for the same pay.
0: Well, I mean, that's how you do it, man. You show up, you work hard, you don't bitch. I mean, you can bitch sometimes. Everybody's going to bitch, right? Um, but you you do the work, you do it well, right? You don't half-ass your way through it and then have to have someone go back and fix it or you have to go back and fix it. And But you also go out and you look for stuff to do. You do stuff without being asked. Right? And you do it because you know it needs to be done. Because you've got the leader mentality. of Like, well, someone's got to do it. And it's only a matter of time before someone comes to me. And it's like, all of a sudden, you you start doing this stuff. And then you're like, hey, I've got this. I've got this. And, and people recognize the fact that you're doing something. Like, you're recognizing it. Then now they're recognizing that. You've got the mentality of a leader or someone that can manage, right? Um, And that's how you're going to grow.
1: Nobody wants to be leaders. Not anymore. No, leaders get in trouble. Rather just blend into the background. Hope they don't get yelled at today.
0: I just don't want to get yelled at. Who was that (laughs) that said that? I remember someone telling me that too sometime. I just don't want to get yelled at. It's like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, we still make that joke.
0: Who was that?
1: I don't remember who it was, but that joke has not died. Hmm. I'll do whatever you want. Please don't yell at me.
0: I just don't want to get yelled at. (laughs) God, that's right. I forgot about that. I mean, I just, I remember the stunned silence and then laughter afterwards. Thank you again for listening to Inside the Pressure Cooker. I've been your host, Chad Kelly, and graciously co-hosted by Joshua Morse. Keep listening, keep sharing.